I'm Roy Lee Lindsay with the North Carolina Pork Council, and I want everyone to remember, bacon makes everything better. Our next guest was the 2020 Southern Conference Coach of the Year at East Tennessee State University. He was the 2022 ACC Coach of the Year while representing, of course, Wake Forest University. He's now in his fourth year with the Demon Deacons. Steve Forbes, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Coach, how are you? Well, I'm David. I'm doing great. It's media day, so it's great to be here, and thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you. You are easier to talk to than the majority of coaches. <laughs> that I've encountered. This is my 37th year covering the ACC. You're supposed to say you look way too young for that. Way too young for that. <laughs> um, but before I get to pick your basketball brain, which I love doing, we of course would like an update on your wife, Janetta. Yeah. Um, just remind folks what happened, well, where things stand. Unfortunately, my wife had a stroke on August 8th, which, um, you know, she had not one, but two, but maybe three at the same time. And so it's been a really tough battle, uh, but she's doing really good. You know, we spent 10 days in Pensacola in the hospital, 30-some days in Shepherd Center in Atlanta. She's been home for about a month now. She's making a incremental um, improvement every day. Uh, she's able to walk on a cane and, and, you know, with some help. And so it's just, you know, every day she's trying to gain more and more independence. And I really appreciate everybody, uh, all the thoughts and words of encouragement have meant a lot. It's cool how people have rallied around you. I have not met her personally, but I laughed a couple years ago, Coach, when I saw a quote, I don't even know her well enough to know if she was joking with you or whether she was playing, but she said, uh, Steve, do you know that you're in a league with Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams? Like yeah, She really hurt my feelings. <laughs> that was the night we went to bed, and I was driving over in the morning to take the, to take the job, and I just called the AD. I didn't call the AD at um, ETSU till midnight to tell him I was taking the job because I was just kind of going back and forth. And then she, when we went to bed, she goes, you do realize you just got in the league with Coach K and Roy Williams. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jeanette. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, I saw you were actually at Operation Hardwood yeah. in Kuwait when you had to scurry back right. uh, for reasons related to your story that you just told. Remind us, what is Operation Hardwood? Why was it important for you to do that? Well, it was important because I've always wanted to give back to, to people that serve our country. And it, it was really kind of a reunion of years past. It started during, the, uh, I think, the Iraqi conflict when uh, Coach Izzo, Coach, Coach Prosser, the very last game Coach Prosser ever coached before he passed was in, it was in uh, Kuwait City. Mm. You know, Coach uh, Gaudio went. There's Coach Izzo. There's been a lineage of coaches. And so basically what we did, we fly over there, and then we, um, after, the, after the people on deployment there do their job uh, on duty, they come and play in these tournaments at night. And so it was really interesting. I wasn't there very long. I was only there three days and had to come back. But uh, it was very competitive. I was with Tim Floyd, Pete Gillen, Kermit Davis. Jeff Jones was the one that invited me over. And I just was really excited to do it. Wake coach Steve Forbes is joining us here on the David Glenn Show. I don't think I've asked you this before. But in all my years covering various ACC head coaches, I don't know if I've ever met one that spent 10 years in the junior college ranks. That's right. Um, this sounds like a wise guy question, but I mean yeah. it sincerely. Do you believe it changed who you are as a person and who you are as a coach that you were sort of off the beaten trail while you were learning your way up the ranks? Oh, I wouldn't change my path for anything. I've always told people I went from gravel roads to tobacco road. You know, I went from a station wagon to a charter airplane. Um, it, it, it is who I am. Um, 
one thing about junior colleges, and it, it's kind of apropos to today's environment, is that you have a constantly changing roster. Yeah. You know, and so I, I was easy. I had dealt with that. Plus, I, I just really you learn to coach. You know, you, you don't have a huge staff. It's just you, maybe another guy, and you, and you learn through all this experience. And I think that's something that young coaches don't have. The greatest thing was helping young people turn their dreams into reality, and you can really help those kids move on to the next level. I follow you on Twitter, and you posted a Ted Lasso photo. I did. Uh, with the sign, Believe. Are you, was that just a fun thing to do, or are you invested in that show, and what do you like about it? Oh, completely invested. You know, um, actually, I think, uh, what's his name, Jason Sudeikis yep. was playing Juco basketball at Fort Scott when I was at Barton County. No kidding. I think so. It was kind of, yeah. I don't know if it matched up or not, but... Um, you know, I was in a box at the game on Saturday, and you know how it goes with, with fans. You know, they're all, oh, my God, we're in trouble. We're not going to win. I just kept saying, we're fine. We're fine. And then on the last play, I said, we're going to score. And everybody looked at me. I said, you just got to believe, right? And that's what made me think of that. But uh, I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned from old Ted Lasso. Are you like him in some ways, different than him? I mean, he's a fictional uh, character. You're a real yeah, coach. But. I mean, I got some qualities with him. He's a little, he's a little quirky. <laughs> uh, maybe a little more quirky than me. Uh, but he likes to quote a lot of useless facts. And I have my family teams to tell me I have a lot of useless facts in my head. So maybe we got a lot of common in that area. I'm going to invite you back for a Zoom on my various new formats a little bit later because you're being pulled to the next step in the car wash. But Wake fans will be mad at me if I don't ask one team-specific sure. basketball question. Obviously, Tyree Appleby was fun to watch, yeah. amazing player, first team All-ACC, now playing pro ball overseas. What can you tell us about Hunter Salas, Boopy Miller? I like, yeah. say, I like saying Boopy out Boopy, um, yeah. As you, you know, have several ret four returning starters back, right. but you need the, yeah. the answer at point guard. Those two guys uh, bring a, like, it's like having a, a fastball and a slider. You know, Hunter's 6'5", and he's athletic. He's a former McDonald's All-American, played at Gonzaga. Um, really good player and, and going to play on and off the ball. You know, Boopy's built on the same size as Ty, and that's one of the reasons why we got him because he saw what Ty's success was. You know, he's explosive, he's fast, he can make plays. Uh, we can play him together. We can play one and not the other. And so uh, I think those guys are going to be really, really good players for us this year. I got to let you go. I just want to let you know from afar, I just appreciate following you as a guy. You're, you're a really well, uh, authentic, easygoing, easy to talk to man, and I appreciate that. Well, thank you. I just want to have fun. When I quit having fun, I'm not going to do it anymore. Amen, brother. I'm 37 years in, and one of the reasons it's still fun is people like you. So thanks for the time on the David Glenn Show. Thank you. Hey, folks, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the North Carolina Sports Network. We're coming at you from Charlotte, North Carolina at the ACC's annual basketball tip-off event. An old friend and a familiar face, Kevin Keats of NC State, is joining us. Believe it or not, he is in year seven with the Wolfpack. Coach, as always, thanks for joining me on all my platforms. Would I surprise you as you're just getting to Charlotte if I told you you are the fifth longest tenured coach in this 15 school league does that surprise you you know I it will surprise me um, because you think about a couple years ago you know we had some really good coaches that who decided obviously they wanted to make a change um, they wanted to enjoy their life outside of basketball so saying that is tough and I I don't even know who the five are I would guess, I'll give it uh, to you real quick say oh, go ahead. Tony, uh, Tony Bennett 15 years um, Leonard Hamilton 22 years uh, let me think about who else am I two missing? more um, one is 14 years and the other is 13 years, both longer than a decade. 
Tony Leonard. Uh, I'm going to cheat right Leonard's here. Leonard's first, Tony second, Brad B, Jim Brad Rail. Brad and Jim. That's yeah, right. that's a long time. I mean, seven's a long time. If you could talk to year one Kevin Keats, yeah. uh, all that success at UNCW, but you're, you know, I'm pretending I'm hitting like a hyperspace button, sure. and you're talking to your younger self, taking a difficult, challenging, but a job that's filled with history and tradition and a wild fan base. Uh, what would you say to that younger version of yourself? Well, I would just say um, just continue to grow and be able to be a little bit flexible with change. Um, even you think about six years ago, things were completely different. And one of the things I've always said is, you know, players change, coaches have to adapt. They have to grow to that new situation um, and bring energy every day. Like, you know, approach the job as though it is your first year. Um, I think that will get you through. We have this unique situation in North Carolina where we have three programs that have won multiple NCAA titles. I live in North Raleigh, so they're all like a 30-minute drive from my house. People in other parts of the country can't believe there's three programs like that. What's the best way to describe? Has your world changed because that guy Roy Williams is not at Carolina? That guy Mike Krzyzewski is not at Duke? Because obviously Hubert Davis and John Shire are competitors too, but you were going against super heavyweight legends, and now you're going up against a couple of younger guys. I don't think my world's changed. Um, you know, I think you got three really great programs, and um, you know, when you think about NC State, you think about our championships, and then obviously Carolina and Duke. Um, I think the programs are still there. Yes, they've lost a couple Hall of Fame coaches, but they have great tradition in basketball and recruiting and everything else. So I think you still have the natural rivalries. I think it's still exciting. Um, I think that those two guys are really good coaches also. I feel like I've known you a long time, and I'm embarrassed that I've never got to brag about you this way and ask you this question. Coach Keats in Virginia in high school was both a star quarterback in football and a star, he's more famous for being a former star point guard all the way through the college level. Is it, you know, just for a fan out there, are there a lot of parallels to the challenges of being a great quarterback and being a great point guard? Because I see quarterback even more complicated with pass protections and safeties and, you know, blitzes and all. I mean, point guard's hard. But it feels like quarterbacks even harder or more complicated. How would you break it down? I think they are very similar. Um, people look at up to them. They watch. You know, I was a point guard. They watch what you do. Um, you're kind of thrust into a leadership role, whether you want it or not. Yeah. You know, playing quarterback. And, and to be honest with you, I couldn't wait for that to be over. I got tired of taking a lot of free hits <laughs> and, and not, not getting anything. I needed, back then, we needed NIL for those hits I was taking. But I think when you look at both positions, um, you're in a, a role where people expect more from you. Um, you know, both positions, you have to know everybody's position on the floor or on the field. And I think that's one of the things that's helped me in my coaching career. Another thing that's helped you, we've talked in the past about how you are more easily adaptable to this transfer world because of your Hargrave Military Academy experience as a successful prep level coach. Uh, Last I checked, you have seven out of 13 scholarship players that are major college transfers. Remind us how far into practice you are, and at what point can you see, for example, a year ago at this time, you probably knew deep in your heart Jarkel Joyner and DJ Burns were going to really, really, really help your team. Is it too early for some of those early conclusions, or where does that stand with the seven transfers? Yeah, you know, uh, I know it's been well documented about my days at Hargrave, and I was so used to it, even though I didn't love it, you know, having a new team every year. 
Um, yeah. And now it seems that's what it's going to be in college basketball. You know, trying to compare this team to um, last year's team is a little unfair. At this time, we had taken a foreign trip. We had 10 extra practices. We played a couple uh, good teams in Bahamas. Um, I would say last year is a little bit ahead. We've kind of had to try to accelerate a little bit with this group of guys because we didn't have the opportunity to practice, practice extra. Um, and, and I did know. I mean, I, the leadership that Jaquel Joyner yeah. showed in Bahamas was completely different than, you know, teaching these guys now. And so we've got to catch up, and we don't have a lot of time. You know, I think I think one of the things the coaches will say is we're excited about November 6th, but we wish it was November 16th. So we get a little bit extra week just to, you know, with the new transfers to be able to kind of blend everybody together. As I fill out, like, my preseason media 1 through 15, I often think guards first. Yeah. Jarkel Joyner is a guy I'd like on my team. He's gone. Terquavion Smith is a guy I'd want on my team. He's in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about who's going to be in that backcourt, or, or is that even too early to tell? It's too early, but you will like – I'll tell you the guys that will remind you of a Jarkel Joyner sure. and a Terquavion Smith, who were tremendous players for us. Um, you know, DJ Horn has that ability to score the ball very similar to those guys. He's probably the closest to those two that you're going to see. Um, short-term memory, doesn't care about the coach getting on him. He'll miss five shots, he'll, he'll make five. So he's that guy. He's a Kevin Keyes yeah. type of guy. But we have some really good pieces. Um, when you think about uh, Michael O'Connor, who transferred from Stanford, who, by the way, graduated in three years. Um, tremendous player, from great Stanford. person, really good leader, a little bit more um, traditional point guard than I've had in a while. You know, more so run the show, get everybody involved, knows how to play. He's going to be a really good player for us. And then, you know, Jaden Taylor from Butler, who averaged almost 13 points a game, we recruited him um, when he went into the portal, had an opportunity to play against him at Butler uh, in Bahamas, but he's also going to be a really good player for us and do some good things. And then you had guys like MJ Rice, who did, had a limited role at um, Kansas, yeah. who's going to be a sophomore who can play the guard former spot. Former McDonald's All-American. Absolutely, former McDonald's All-American. And then I got two guys who got beat up last year by uh, Jaquel Jonah and Tequavion Smith and Breon Pass and LJ Thomas, and we hope that that experience that they had in practice will help our team. Kevin Keats is the seventh year head coach at NC State. I feel bad. I should have said this when you first joined me. 23 wins last year and of course a trip to the NCAA tournament which is the ultimate platform in this great sport that we all love to follow. I can't remember if I shared this with you. A place where you've had tremendous success, UNC Wilmington, prior to your arrival at NC State. I've been teaching sports media classes there really? for several years. Yeah. Uh, it's been incredibly rewarding. I'm around young people the way you're around young people and teaching different things. Um, serious question, because you deal with the media generally on a regular basis. If, if you were talking to my college students, uh, what values do you appreciate? And I'm sure you have members of the media that you like and respect, things that are done and said that you think are inappropriate or whatever. From a coach's perspective, what would you say to my media students? I would say to your media students is to be true to yourself and who you are and be fair in what you ask. Um, you know, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, don't try to embarrass anybody. Try to get to the rear answers. Um, you know, listen. 
ask a good question, be prepared. Yes. Um, you know, I think that's one of the things that a lot of folks struggle with is they've got an interview, they don't do their homework on who they're interviewing, um, some stuff that's already been said or documented, you know, they tap in on instead of, hey, get some questions that, you know, maybe come with something a little bit original that, you know, no one knows and, you know, try to find out as much because you got a listening audience that wants to, new, to, wants to know as much new information as you can give. Students, not everybody's going to hit Coach Keats with the former quarterback, former right. point guard That's question, true. right? Coach, if they don't put the word preparation on their final exam, they fail the class. Absolutely. Like, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of other stuff, but preparation matters in basketball. It matters uh, in our job description as well. All right, we're, as we get Coach out here, we have something called the lightning round, Coach. Yeah. One of our sponsors is the Oak Scratch Kitchen Restaurant and Bourbon Bar right there on Lake Boone Trail in Raleigh. Great place to go for dinner if you're on your way to a Hurricanes game, a concert, or, of course, a Wolfpack basketball or football game at the stadium complex there. Real quick answers. We live in a great state, one of the only states that has beach houses, lake houses, and mountain houses. Yes. How would the Keats family prioritize those three? What would be first, second, third? Oh, beach. We go, we're, we're beach, beach, and beach. We don't have to go to anything else. We love the, we love the beach. Um, we enjoyed our time in uh, Wilmington. Love the complete state. Uh, my, my kids would um, would not like to go camping because they, they'll run if they see any type of net or bug or anything else. <laughs> the Keats family is a lot like the Glenn family. That's right. uh, favorite vacation outside the USA over the years? I mean, just I, I'm, I'm a Bahamas guy. I mean, I've, I've played in the Battle for Atlantis, I think, three times. I've been on two summer trips. My family gets tired of me saying, um, you know, I kind of trick them and say, hey, where are we going on vacation? And they say, we don't know. And I said, let's just go back to Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. so. Favorite bands or musicians, either as a younger guy or all the way through today, that whoever comes to mind? I was a Michael Jackson guy. Just okay. I, I like listening to it. I, I actually was kind of cool back then when you could put on the, the glitter. And I, I remember still in my uh, grandmother's white glove at the time thinking I could moonwalk and all that stuff. How does it work for a college basketball program? Is there a player or a staff member who picks music in certain settings? Does a coach get involved in that? Or do you just kind of defer and go with the flow? I've kind of changed on everything. It's completely up to the players cool. what they listen to, and I've had to learn a lot of different rap music over the um, last few years. Yeah. You don't have to hit all these, but is yeah. there an author who comes to mind, an actor, an actress, an artist, uh, anybody who's been impactful to you personally? I, I, I enjoy watching Denzel Washington. Mm. I mean, he is amazing. Um, if you can, I can go through Netflix and if you, I'll look for a movie by Denzel Washington that may nobody know about. I just want to watch. I, just, I think he prepares. I think he's one of those guys that goes off script a little bit. Yeah. Um, he's really talented. And the last thing for you, our main sponsor here at the North Carolina Sports Network is the North Carolina Pork Council. Mm -hmm. I don't know your eating habits, but do you have a favorite pork product? You know there's the Eastern Barbecue versus Western Barbecue debate. Uh, of course, you got pork chops, you got bacon, you got other alternatives. Is there, is there a favorite pork it, it product? Is, it is so hard to turn down bacon. Amen. I mean, you can have bacon with everything. Had it this morning. We were, we were at the fair the other day, the last <laughs> night of the fair. I took my youngest son, and it took everything I could. They had a bacon with some syrup on it, not to get it. I didn't get it, but bacon is the best. And when it comes to um, the um, you know, kind of dressings and stuff, I'm not a vinegar guy. You know, I kind of, okay. yeah, I want So you like Western better? Yes, okay. I do. I do. But I, don't, I don't think you're alienating the Eastern half of the state no, by I'm saying not. that. And, I, and I, when I say better, 
doesn't mean I don't like sure. the other part, but I'm telling you. But above all of that, just give me bacon. Last thing I forgot to ask, Cam Woods, the whole NCAA transfer waiver, I assume there's nothing new. You're just kind of in wait-and-see mode on that because he's a guy who was all CAA a year ago and could help you if he's eligible. Good, good, very good player. Um, it's going to be a very good player. We're very hopeful that he has the opportunity to play this year. If not, we know we have him in the program. We are waiting to hear back from the NCAA. I lied. One last thing. When you're in a stressful mode as a head coach of a prominent program, where is the place of peace that you go so that you appre- I know you love this game, you love your job, you yeah. love impacting young people, but we all have those moments, man. Where do you go to, to yeah. get through it all? I, I'm a music guy, okay. or you'll catch me just, I may drive down to the beach just to get the breeze. And, it, and I may not be on the beach. Okay. I may be just down there just to get the smell of the air and just to get away a little bit. Next time you're in Wilmington, King Neptune Restaurant. Right oh, it's there. Great. You know it? Oh, I know it. That's great. another sponsor of yeah. ours. <laughs> well, we could go We go to King Neptune, and I don't know if these guys are sponsored, but right beside it, you know, they got the great ice cream Jimmy's? place. Oh, That's right. oh yeah, so yeah. There's, there's King Neptune, Jimmy's right. Bar, and then the ice cream place is just another door down. Coach Kevin Keats, thank you. great to see you again on the David Glenn Show and the new North Carolina Sports Network. We'll be back with more guests after this. All right, this might be the shortest interview I've ever done at an ACC media event because Coach Hubert Davis has to be on TV shortly. But he's been to the Final Four as a player under Dean Smith, as an assistant coach under Roy Williams, and of course in 2022 as a head coach himself. Hubert Davis, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you doing? Doing great. I'm doing well. I've determined that you have the strangest resume in the history of young head coaches in college (laughs) basketball. How do you go from National Coach of the Year and NCAA runner-up, and as you say, a minute and 20-some seconds from a national title, to preseason number one and not even making the big dance? How do you process that as others dissect your resume from outside? Yeah, you know, uh, know, every year there's a reason for that season, and, you know, going into a season, uh, the the number one thing and the only thing that I look at is, is, is... as a team, let's reach our full potential. And so the first year, I, I believe we did that. Uh, that. That was the only disappointment from last year. Wherever it was, I didn't feel like last year's team reached its full potential. Whether it's a sunny day, rainy day, windy day, I, I think the question on the floor is how do you respond and how do you react? And so how are we going to respond and how are we going to react after last season and putting ourselves in a position not to get back to the championship game, but to get back to let's reach our full potential as a team. When I first met you, I actually visited your home, interviewed your dad, yeah. wrote, wrote about your late mom, yeah. the old Carolina Court magazine. And back then, Coach Smith would talk about you as a player who got a lot better over four years, yeah. or even building a team over three or four years. Coach, you have to essentially microwave a basketball team, if that's even a concept, right? You say goodbye to nine players. Can you microwave a team without the ability to build over three years or whatever around Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis? Well, uh, one, yes, and number two, you have to. That's where college basketball is right now. And so the, the transfer portal is real, NIL is real, the extra COVID year, there's one more year, and... Uh, this is college basketball. In terms of building and growth, building and growth doesn't have to take three to four years, but building and growth does have to take place. And 
the growth and the building that has taken place with this team where we have seven new players has taken place and it's been a beautiful process over the last five or six months. It's much different. Another thing that's different in college basketball now is like you can work out. We're doing individual workouts, practices during the summer. When I played, you didn't see Coach Smith until October 15th. We've had so many practices, so many individual workouts, so much time together. That's the building part that's already done in the off season. College is different. There's no off season. It's on whether it's sunny, it's on when it's cold outside. There are some X and O people who say you didn't have enough ball movement last year and you didn't have enough, as you use the phrase, makers, yeah, meaning yeah. some say shooters, you say makers last year. There are others who talk about, and even RJ and Armando mentioned more, competitive edge, grit. So, so which is it? Is it more that sort of psychological stuff or is it more the good old-fashioned execution stuff and skill sets? Well, I think it's a combination of, of, of all that. I mean, obviously you gotta have the ability to shoot the basketball and when you're last in ACC from three-point shooting percentages, you're, you're not checking that box. Uh, when you're 14th in ACC and, and team assists, you're not checking that box as well. So those are things from a basketball standpoint that have to be addressed and have to be better also think you know in terms of like the discipline and the details and that's where it comes from you know and at times you can lose sight of that when you experience the praise and prosperity of getting to the championship game that you lose sight of and it could be just for a brief time of all the the little things that go in a place to put yourself in a position to be successful and so you know, those are things that we're thinking about and addressing and, and ready to start this new year. There was a time when even a Michael Jordan would stay for three years at UNC. Those days are long, long gone. Uh, a lot of folks are excited about Elliot Cadeau who seems to be more of a pure point guard. Push yeah. the ball, distribute the ball, even though he can also score, obviously. Uh, how do you assess his role, best you know it, at this early stage? Well, I mean, not just him, but Zayden High, the other freshmen, uh, they've, um, they've been terrific. And um, I'm so thankful that they're here. And, um, you know, in regards to Elliot, he, he brings a, a giftedness that, you know, not just unique to our team, but unique in college basketball. His ability to make plays in the past that normal people can't see is not normal. And also, one, the, the number one thing that I love about him, and there's many things, is like he gets more excited to pass the ball than he does to shoot it. He, he celebrates the success of his teammates, which is infectious in our locker room and obviously out there on the floor. They need you in TV land, so I'll okay, leave great. you with one question. Shortest interview I've ever done here, but that's okay, not your fault. Um, I know you're a man of great deep faith. Yeah. What else is on the list of things that you lean on, people, philosophies, or whatever, uh, during sort of the roller coaster that you've experienced these last two years? Well, I mean, life is a roller coaster. I, I just, there's sunny days, and there's rainy days, and there's windy days, and there's clear sky days. And so, as I said before, you know, the, the question on the floor is how do you respond and how do you react when those days come? So. This is normal, and um, I'm just uh, enjoying being in this role and having the opportunity to, to impact these kids' lives and be able to help them reach all their individual dreams and goals. Hubert Davis, 